So, you know, going into this 35th year, I felt like you know, this was a year where I really wanted to work on myself. It was a year where, you know, I wanted to make some commitments that could set me up for success long term. Thinking a lot about the kids and thinking about, you know, wanting to be, you know, also a, a little bit of a poster example for the company and the industry that I'm in. I, I just knew that I needed to make some serious uh, changes. I'm able to be way more engaged, way more productive. And while I may have one hour less, you know, per day that's actually, you know, physically at my desk, I think that I'm accomplishing, you know, much more than I, I, I ever did before. Welcome back to the Building Better People podcast. This is your host, Charlie Lima. I'm very excited for you to hear from Doss Cunningham today. He shares his fitness journey. Here in the last six months, he's lost 10% body fat. I hope you enjoy and I hope you're inspired. My name's Doss Cunningham. I'm 35 years old, um, CEO of uh, Nutribolt, a sports nutrition company based out of Bryan, Texas. Uh, went to Texas A&M University, class 04. Um, married with three children, ages six, four, and two. And so, you know, you, you are very active, um, obviously, you know, Nutribolt being a nutritional supplement company, how does that play into your uh, passion for fitness and health? Well, you know, it's been a an up and down, uh, you know, roller coaster ride as far as you know making the time for my own personal fitness. Um, I, I've always known, you know, how important it is to to live a healthy lifestyle, to eat right, and you know to to get into the gym. Um, but you know, as you get busy, I'm sure as a lot of people get busy, you know, you, it's easy to kind of make excuses and you know, your, your day can, can, can kind of get in the way. So I've kind of fought this battle over the last, you know, five years where I'm, I'm committed for a short period of time and then I, I fall off or I'm, I, I eat well. And then I, you know, I guess, with the stress and you know some of the longer days, it becomes easy to you know, kind of fall off the bandwagon. And uh, you know, food has always been a source of comfort for me. So, um, you know, clearly, I, I understand how important it is to live a healthy lifestyle, but it's not something I've actually practiced. You know, around the clock, you know, every single day. Um, so did you, did you play sports growing up? Was like being active a big part of your life as a kid, as a teenager? Absolutely. Uh, I grew up, you know, in my early childhood, played baseball, uh, over time, you know, picked up basketball and then, uh, eventually, uh, ended up playing golf. So, you know, sports has always been something that I've really enjoyed, um, whether it's, you know, playing, uh, organized sports or, you know, playing with friends, uh, it's, it's something that, you know, allows me to kind of, you know, unleash my competitive spirit and at what, at what point in your childhood or in your, uh, playing sports, would you say that you were in the absolute best shape of your life? Oh, um, yeah, I probably was in the best shape, uh, around my junior year of college. So I wasn't playing, you know, collegiate sports, but I'd gotten into weightlifting. Growing up, I was always, you know, kind of more of an ectomorph, super lean, couldn't put on any muscle. Um, in college, I was introduced to sports nutrition, actually through through Cellucor, and um, 
I was able to you know get get the diet right. You know, started taking a few supplements, and uh, was able to start putting on a little bit of lean muscle mass. Um, and you know, I, I started picking up basketball again and, and playing quite a bit at the rec. Uh, and so around, I'd say, 23 years old, you know, uh, 22, 23, it was probably about the best shape I, I would say I've ever been in. Uh, but that that faded fast uh, as I got into my mid 20s. Um, got married. It, uh, it, it quickly became uh, a story of you know best to worst. And so, if you were in the best shape of your life, which I think a lot of people can connect to that in college, then um, the was it work? Was it? I mean, you you knew being active was important. What was probably the number one obstacle in that short season after college that competed with your uh, desire to work out or or time? Well, I think that's the the key is, is it was time. So, you know, coming out of college, you know, with with Nutribolt, um, you know, I, I kind of worked around the clock. I, I was obsessed over the growth of the business. So it wasn't a, you know, five days a week, nine to five type of job. It was more of a seven days a week around the clock. And, um, you know, I, it, it made, it made everything more difficult. Uh, so you know, leaving the office at nine or nine thirty uh, in the evening. You know, wanting to get home uh, to you know my then girlfriend, now wife. Um, you know, going out to dinner, trying to do things that you know were enjoyable for us. So you know, we we'd go to restaurants like you know Olive Garden or Chili's, and I you know I'd overeat. You know, some of that was due to stress. Some of that was just due to you know wanting to have a good time and. So how much weight gain occurred from coming, you know, from the best shape of your life to what, what you would call the heaviest you'd ever gotten post-college? Yeah, and to be clear, my, my weight wasn't like something that really took off. I mean, I probably gained 10 pounds, but it was more of a body composition issue. So, you know, when I was in college, I would say I, in my best shape, I was probably about 185, 190 pounds. Um, you know, I think in my worst shape, I was probably 200, um, or just under, but body fat was probably, you know, somewhere in the, you know, seven, 8% range in college. And it probably got as high as, you know, 18 to maybe even 20%, um, is, is, is you know, throughout my late twenties, early thirties. And you know, what's it, what's interesting Doss, is cause you said you were kind of one of those hard gainers. And I think there's a lot of people like that that probably end up, you know, getting kind of away with being a hard gainer for a lot of years and then it catches up to them. So at what point would you say like your ability to keep weight down and your ability to stay lean or light caught up to you? I would say about the same year where Olive Garden and Marble Slab became a, <laughs> uh, a, a daily addiction. Um, <laughs> I, you know, going back and really thinking about it, it was definitely you know mid to late twenties where um, I noticed that you know weight started to stay on a little bit more. It used to be I had to work out and eat everything uh, to gain you know uh, any weight. And if I stopped working out or if I stopped eating around the clock, I would lose weight very rapidly. I I believe when I was around twenty five, I noticed that all of a sudden you know when I stopped working out, the weight stayed on. 
And so I, I was starting to accumulate body fat. Um, you know, my metabolism was no longer working for me um, like it once did. And part of that was just, you know, I wasn't as active. I wasn't, you know, in college, you know, I had plenty of time. So I was at the wreck all the time. I, um, you know, no matter what I ate, you know, I, 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 would, I would burn it off. But as, as, you know, you get into more of a sedentary lifestyle behind a desk, working long hours, um, you know, all that changes. So around, uh, so at what point did it start becoming something that you knew, okay, I need to do something. It's been a few years. Like I remember when you and I probably started hooking up on workouts, it was maybe around 08. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, definitely goes way back, you know, and I remember the first time I started working out with you, I, I had a good like 60 day run and I made, you know, huge, huge progress, but you know, the need to change, you know, uh, didn't exceed my you know, need to, you know, deal with stress through food or to take days off. I wanted to sleep in. And so I, I was committed for 60 days, but as the workouts got more difficult and as I had, you know, other things that I could easily use as excuses, I, I, I would. And so all of a sudden I went from, you know, first 60 days going every day to, you know, dropping back to three days to four days. And it's like, I got in this habit of, you know, if I woke up and didn't feel perfect, I was sending you a text saying, you know, I, I may need to miss this morning. I have a busy morning or I'm stressed out or I didn't get a lot of sleep. And I just would find myself making, you know, those types of excuses. So that kind of went on and off uh, for, you know, I think really almost five years um, where I just, I never could get committed long-term. Um, but, you know, as far as like what needed to change, um, you know, it's really realizing, you know, you're not getting any younger, you know, and I had a, a big birthday coming up and turning 35 this, uh, this year. And so back in October, um, you know, thinking a lot about the kids and thinking about, you know, wanting to be, you know, also, uh, a little bit of a poster example for the company and the industry that I'm in. I, I just knew that I needed to make some serious uh, changes. And, you know, I think a lot of it was, was less about the fitness commitment and more about the nutrition commitment. And, you know, I found a diet that really worked for me and I could, you know, I could look to um, so let day. me let me pick apart this last six months because I really believe that that's probably one of the biggest high points of your story is just your your journey since October and I kind of want to talk a little bit about you know that morning when you came in and you were just like I could tell that you were ready for change you know like you uh, had tried on those pants and <laughs> you were telling me how you didn't like the way they were fitting. Um, and, and so that was six months ago. And just to kind of give a quick summary of the results, I mean, you dropped 10% body fat um, in the last six months, which is phenomenal. And now you're, you're starting to see huge results in the gym. Your caliper fold went from 18% uh, to 8%. So Take me back to six months ago and tell me about that morning, if you remember, that season, that week, that month, and what you were thinking. Yeah, so six months ago, um, you know, it was really kind of the culmination of a lot of things, but, you know, mainly, uh, you know, I, I had invested in some, some nice suits and, um, you know, I had 
some clothes that uh, that you know no matter what had happened in this up and down kind of roller coaster over the last four or five years, I'd never had a problem with clothes fitting. You know, I, I think I guess I carried my weight and body fat in a way in which, you know, I just didn't see pants going up and down and um, all of a sudden, you know, all of my my suit slacks, you know, weren't fitting right. And, um, you know, I, I, I didn't understand how this had happened. I actually thought, you know, maybe the dry cleaner shrunk my clothes, <laughs> which, uh, which now thinking back was pretty silly. <laughs> But, you know, we started doing, we, we did some measurements and I was like, oh, wow, you know, my body fat is back up. It's, you know, high teens, you know, my waist, uh, you know, uh, which this doesn't translate to pan size, but my waist, I think, was around 36 or 37. Um, so, you know, my pan size was probably, probably at 35. Um, and that's just not where I, where I uh, had ever been before. So... I knew I needed to make some changes. Um, you know, I had that big birthday coming up, and so I really just said, "Okay, you know, what what is it that I can do?" Meanwhile, um, I've been hearing a lot about the keto diet, and I became really intrigued. Um, you know, carbs have always been something that, um, you know, in a moment of stress, um, you know, I, I I latch on to, and whether it's you know, uh, tortilla chips at the local Mexican restaurant or, you know, risotto or pasta, you know, I, I, I love carbs. So the idea of getting into a keto diet and really kind of switching the body's craving off of carbs and being able to control insulin uh, was, was something that was really interesting to me. So I, I started that journey back, you know, I think it was October 16th. It was the day after a wedding in Houston. And I just, I began, and I also uh, found my fitness pal online. So I was able to hold myself accountable and track, you know, what I was eating. Um, so I learned a lot about the diet. I realized I was going to have to change the type of foods I was going to eat. Uh, started looking at, you know, uh, the grocery list and, and, and changing items on the grocery list. So and all of a sudden I was buying a lot of avocados and almonds and coconut oil and MCT oil and, um, you know, I, I, uh, you know, I started that diet and, you know, the first week or so, you, know, you always hear that it's, it's a really tough transition because you basically deplete your body from, you know, glycogen and glucose stores. Um, you know, I didn't really have a tough first week. Um, and by the way, you know, I've been eating gluten-free for you know, nine years. I have uh, celiac disease, so that may, may have been part of it, but pretty easy transition and what I noticed you know is I was getting way more satiety with the high fat meals uh, than I was um, on more of the higher carb meals and so the satiety helped you know my mood leveled off you know I didn't have that kind of insulin spike right after eating so I didn't get tired anymore after eating like a big lunch um, and so I, I liked the way I felt a, a lot better I had more energy all of a sudden I was able to run you know, if we were you know, warming up on the treadmill, running a mile or something, I was able to do that much more easily. And so just, I was sleep, I was able to sleep better. I was able to, you know, get more out of my workout. And I just felt better. So it was an easy diet to, uh, you know, to, to change into. And a lot of the foods, you know, I really, really enjoyed. Um, so 
you know, that, it all started with the diet. So and, give me, give me, uh, so people can understand who maybe aren't familiar with that diet or never heard of it. Just give me a rundown of kind of like what a typical day was for you and what you were eating during that time. Sure. So, you know, I'd, I'd wake up and, you know, I'd, I'd probably still eat a, you know, a fit joy bar before working out. I, I allow myself to have some carbs and, you know, ultimately it's a pretty low net carb bar. Then I go get a workout in and then I'd come home and, you know, post-workout I have like you know, 30 grams of protein, but I'd throw MCT oil in. So I'd get about, you know, 28 grams of, uh, of fat, um, with, with that shake, uh, you know, no, no oatmeal or, or carbs. Sometimes I throw in some blueberries or, or blackberries. Um, but then I, you know, go get ready, take a shower and then come back and I would cook, you know, uh, you know, whole eggs. Um, I, then I would take out a bunch of spinach or, you know, Swiss chard or something, um, such as uh, you know, just some sort of leafy green, and I would douse it in olive oil, and then I'd generally grab about a half avocado and sprinkle with a little sea salt, a little more olive oil. And so my, I, you know, I'd leave for the office about 800 calories in me, uh, with about 75% of those calories coming from fat. I don't know, you know, somewhere between 20 and and you know low low 20% range coming from protein, and just very 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 few carbs or net carbs. And then, you know, mid-morning, you know, I'd eat, you know, somewhere between 14 and, and 20 almonds, just a little quick snack, uh, lunch, you know, I, this diet allows you to do a lot of things. So one of my go-to kind of, you know, off days would be like, I'd go to Freebirds, get, you know, the pulled pork with sour cream and guacamole and cheese. And so I'm leaving with a really high fat, you know, kind of moderate protein uh, meal and it was totally within the diet range. So and that was fun. Um, but on a normal lunch day, you know, I'd grab salmon, I'd get an avo- half an avocado, I'd get spinach, um, once again, an olive oil. And then, you know, afternoon I would, I would select another snack. Um, sometimes it would be, uh, you know, either an avocado with pesto or it could be, you know, almonds again or a different kind of nut. And then, you know, dinner, trying to eat pretty pretty clean but um you know i would i would i would get fat from from dairy so sometimes if i had a a lean chicken breast i would you know i'd put cheese on it i'd put butter on it um and then you know have a a vegetable and once again i'd I'd douse it in, in olive oil and then before bed i would take you know a couple tablespoons of coconut oil um on those really indulgent uh you know, craving days or days where I craved, uh, you know, more indulgent foods, um, you know, I'd go grab a tablespoon of almond butter. Um, but that, that worked for me. You know, the, the fats really uh, satisfied any kind of food cravings and actually took a lot of the cravings away. So I'm looking right now at your, your caliper uh, body fat test from back then. So um, looking at October, which is when this started, you were at 17.9, almost 18%. By November, which would have been not even two months, maybe seven weeks, you went down to 14.6. So you lost 3.3% body fat. Um, And you were finally at a place where you felt like you could stick to this. You know, this was sustainable for you. And your energy levels were higher. Now, 
to go from 14.6% body fat in November and drop all the way down to like this morning at 8.64%. You know, you did a challenge with your buddies. Yeah. And so I think there's kind of a cool part of this story, a cool part of this six months that includes that. Tell me about that challenge. Kind of you were the, the person who um, kind of thought of it. You had about 10 guys who got interested in it and you guys all kind of had a kind of a bro challenge yeah. to, to, and there were some specific metrics. So talk about that challenge a little bit. Sure. Um, so, you know, starting back in October and, you know, really, you know, getting into this diet that I really liked, you know, made really this, this whole journey a lot more, uh, manageable, um, you know, getting through the holidays, November and December, uh, would have typically been a disaster. And that would have been one of those, you know, events that threw me off. But, um, you know, I, I, I was really committed um, and I didn't want to give up the gains and improvements I had made. So I was pretty, pretty solid through the holidays. But, you know, with anything, you know, you want to kind of ensure, you know, that you don't de- you don't derail and that, you know, you can find a way to, to hold yourself accountable. And so for me, it was let's create this competition. You know, I have a bunch of friends that are, are highly competitive and I knew if I threw it out there, they'd all jump on it. So, you know, we decided to have a competition using the DEXA scan as, as kind of the baseline. Everyone would go get their body fat measured. Um, both great thing about the DEXA scan is you can look at, you know, lean tissue pounds, you know, fat pounds. You can actually look at your bone, uh, your bone density and, and, you know, your, your, uh, the, the weight you have that, that, that's bone tissue. And so you can really kind of, you know, dissect the body um, into the various tissues and know kind of really where you stand. And it's, you know, like 99.5% accurate. Um, so we use that as our baseline. And then the contest was pretty simple. It was, you would get uh, a point for every percentage uh, of body fat pound uh, decrease. And you would get a point for every pound of lean uh, muscle tissue uh, percentage gain. So for me, I think I started off, um, you know, around 142 uh, lean pounds, and I um, I started off right around 40 uh, fat pounds. So if I was able to go from 40 fat pounds down to to 30, you know, that drop of 10 fat pounds would have been worth you know 25 points because it's a 25% decrease. And so in this competition, you know, a lot of people had their, their sights set on losing body fat, but, you know, the key was to, to not lose lean muscle tissue with it because that would work against you. So you could be up or down on point depending on, you know, which way you moved on fat and, and, and lean muscle mass. Um, so my goal was, you know, to gain um, roughly about 10 pounds of lean muscle and to lose about 10 pounds of body fat and I'd already made you know pretty significant progress um, you know from from October when I started to when this competition started in, in uh, January so I, I certainly felt like I was at a, a little bit of a disadvantage because I was starting from a, a much leaner me uh, than than probably you know the, the people I was competing against you know who had you know maybe let themselves go a little bit over the holidays and had a lot more uh, you know low-hanging fruit to to pick from. So, you know, we did this contest. So originally it was a 60 day contest, but we, we, we all decided to extend it 30 days. Um, cause you know, we were just all having you know, great results and, 
I think um, there were 10 people in the contest. Uh, one of our buddies ended up, you know, falling out. He had a an injury, uh, which was unfortunate because he, he was doing really well. But, you know, everyone did awesome. Yeah, everybody did amazing. A lot of people, you know, I mean, it was almost like across the board, I want to say everybody got results, really positive results. And so that component kept you, I think, progressing in the right direction. Another thing was measurements every week, which was something that you really wanted to do. Um, And so is that something that, you know, because that was your idea. And so most of the time when people are on a fitness journey, they'll do, you know, some people like uh, I interviewed Alicia last week and she weighs herself every day and, um, and it kind of keeps her accountable. What does the measurements, what have the measurements that we've done weekly done for you? Well, I mean, I, I, am a visual person. I like to see the results, you know, um, I like that, you know, uh, affirmation. And so getting in every Monday, um, morning and getting measurements first thing, you know, uh, it just allowed me to to set short shorter term goals. Um, you know, which all added up to kind of the bigger goals. You know, the, and and ultimately, you know, that was what I needed for accountability. And you know, I was able to look at a spreadsheet, look at you know trends, look at very you know various body parts and you know regions where I was working hard and and um, see those improvements. So that that built confidence. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's, it was really important. So, you know, the title of this podcast is Building Better People. And that's something, you know, I kind of explained to you earlier is just um, just one of the strong, uh, we'll call it like uh, mantras at our gym is we believe that anybody who's exercising, eating better is becoming a better version of themselves. And so for you, how is that true? And how has that proved itself to be true, especially over this last six months? Yeah, so I mean, wellness is is you know not just about eating or um, you know working out every day. It's 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 the full encompassing um, you know being healthy you know mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically. So you know going into this thirty fifth year, I felt like you know, this was a year where I really wanted to work on myself. It was a year where. You know, I wanted to make some commitments that could set me up for success long term, you know, with, with, you know, three kids and, you know, it just was really, really important to kind of, you know, reset. And so I, I would call it almost an inflection point in my life. Um, when I really think back to, you know, everything that's happened, um, this was one of those moments where, you know, I knew I needed to make some significant, uh, investments in myself. Um, but you know, being focused on fitness and, and focused on, on my health, I think has allowed me to, uh, you know, just to, to be a better dad, to, uh, you know, be a better husband, um, you know, to, to, to be happier. Uh, you know, I, my, my energy levels are, are way up. My, um, ability to go, you know, play you know, extended hours with my kids, you know, and, and depend less on sleep, you know, is, is higher. Um, you know, and I just, I think the diet changed. And by the way, I'm not, I'm not still doing keto strictly. I, I decided to kind of reintroduce carbs a little bit because it, I was getting a little bit better performance in the gym once I let carbs back in a little bit. So I'm still very low carb, but 
you know, I think getting off this kind of high carb diet, you know, taking alcohol uh, way, way, way down uh, from from where it had been before, it just kind of changed. It changed a lot of things, and so I feel like I'm, I'm much more, um, you know, I'm, I'm I'm much more kind of, you know, uh, present, and you know, I, I'm dealing with stress better. And, uh, you know, I'm not always looking for that escape through food or alcohol or, you know, other things. I'm, I'm, I feel great. And it's allowed me to, to be much happier um, overall. So how has, you know, you, your role here at Nutrible as CEO, obviously in a big leadership position with a lot of people, you, you know, you see, you've always, like you said, seen the value in working out. You guys have a beautiful gym here. You provide meals for your employees, healthy meals. Um, over these last six months, or really especially here how, in the time that you've just really honed in on nutrition, exercise, overall wellness, how's that impact, impacted you as a leader and the ability to lead this organization? Well, I mean, kind of going back to energy level, you know, I, my energy is, is through the roof. Um, so I have the ability to, to kind of make it through the entire day, staying very engaged. You know, it used to be, I kind of, yeah, I'd be here, but, uh, you know, around three o'clock, um, you know, you kind of hit a wall, your brain goes to mush and, and, you know, some of the meetings you're in, you know, are, are, are less engaging, um, less productive. So I've been able to, to, I think get way more out of my day um, from that standpoint. But, you know, the industry we're in, uh, you know, the industry of, of helping other people, uh, you know, on their fitness journeys, um, you know, we happen to, to really support one arm of it, which is the nutrition supplementation uh, arm. But, um, you know, we, we certainly understand and, and, and help consult and coach people, you know, across, you know, uh, the, other, the other aspects whether it be eating, um, workout plans, you know, motivation, etc. So, you know, I feel like I have been able to get a little bit closer to the consumer, you know, having a, a recent transformation, um, you know, kind of in the rear view um, and, and having kind of, re- you know, uh, kind of coming, you know, out of the office and, and into the, you know, the physical environment that is, you know, the industry that we are in and, and being that consumer, I think it's, it's, it's allowed me to re-engage um, with the products that we're making, with the, the programs that we're proposing, um, and just, you know, understand what consumers are going through. You know, I've, I've, I now feel like I'm, I'm that much more um, synced up and... So it's just, it's made a, a difference a little bit in how I think, um, you know, having gone through one of these significant transformations myself. That's awesome, man. And I think, um, you know, one of the areas that you can speak on, and this will be kind of our last closing uh, topic, but there, you know, there's there's definitely other people out there that are, that are listening um, and that probably are either, you know, CEO or in a high level position at their business. Maybe they run their own small business and and they feel, you know, man, like any time I have left over or I need to be putting towards something, right? I need to be putting towards my, you know, at the end of the day, I need to cram it with work or maybe my family or um, they feel pretty much like, 
I don't know if I can commit an hour to working out. You know, you work out five days a week, so it's obviously important to you. We work out at 6 a.m., so it's super important to you. But um, but some people aren't quite there. And so why don't you maybe speak to that person and kind of, you know, the what that investment could potentially do for them. And you probably can understand because you were commenting as before, you kind of growing this company, working late nights, eating out a lot. You know, what what is something you could tell that person to hopefully inspire them to just kind of start, right? Just to, to get going because it will help them. Yeah, no, that's that's a you know a great opportunity. Uh, you know, my my belief is that people who are really um, you know, decide to make that commitment, you know, to spend even if it's you know thirty minutes a day, but you know, ideally probably closer to an hour, um, you know, getting a workout in and spending that little extra time to to you know select a more healthy food option. You know, it, it does so much for um, your energy. And, you know, while I, you know, before would make the excuse, you know, I got to get into the office, you know, earlier, I got to stay later, I don't have time to work out, I get home for the, for the family and the kids. You know, I'd, I'd enter some of these meetings, you know, especially late in the day. And I just, you know, I wasn't as engaged. I didn't have the, the mental, uh, you know, capacity, um, you know, as the day wore on. And so being a much healthier version of myself, I find that, you know, I'm able to be way more engaged, way more productive. And while I may have one hour less, you know, per day that's actually, you know, physically at my desk, I think that I'm accomplishing, you know, much more than I I, I ever did before. Um, You know, at home, you know, I'm not coming home from the, the work day just completely drained you know, and you know, going directly to the pantry to pour a glass of wine to only like further kind of, um, you know, uh, you know, subdue myself. I, I'm, uh, I'm coming home. I have energy. I'm excited to go. You know, take uh, whether it's take my son to soccer practice or you know go play outside with with the kids. Like I just have so much more energy. So the quality of life and the quality of time I have um, is, I think positively um, influenced and impacted by you know the decision to, to, to commit to, to fitness and then I think you know there's you know if, if, if that's not your problem and you know you, you, you don't feel like you have a, a drop off in energy I would just say that you know there's there's ways to, to work smarter there's ways to you know uh, cut meetings down a lot of people like to have the one hour meetings you know we kind of made a, a thing at the beginning of this year where, you know meetings will not last you know, more than 30 minutes, you know, it's kind of exception case, um, where they do, but you know, it's, there's just no real reason why a CEO, uh, a small business owner, you know, no matter what level someone is in a company or what their responsibilities are, why they can't make time to commit to their health. Um, it it gives you a long-term, um, kind of sustainability, you know, in your career. Uh, the last thing you want to be is 50 years old, you didn't take care of yourself and you got health issues and that takes you out of your career or potentially even worse, um, you know, changes ch- changes things, um, you know, whether it be physically or, um, you know, those, those, those are the types of things that you can, you can alter, um, you know, if you can address it early enough in your, in your life, so. 
I think you're not just thinking about the short term and you know, daily productivity, you're thinking about long term you know, sustainability and ability to be with your family and, and you know, be, be happy. Thank you for tuning in today. Don't forget to subscribe to the Building Better People podcast where you will hear more stories of individuals being positively impacted by living a healthy lifestyle.